Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. Thank you. God bless you. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the first trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. And then after that, I'm going to talk about the very first trailer for the Disney Plus exclusive movie, the remake of uh, Pinocchio. I don't know why I almost said Pocahontas. And then I'm going to give you guys and girls my review of Top Gun Maverick. How's that sound? So without further ado, people, it is showtime. At this time, make sure your Bluetooth headphones are fully charged. If you're wearing earbuds, make sure they are nice and snugged in your ears comfortably, guys. Whatever device you guys are choosing to listen to this podcast on, make sure you don't have any interference of any kind. Turn up the volume, crank me up a bit, because you're listening to the Long Live Hollywood Podcast. Let's do this. What do you say? Episode 38. Here we go. So, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Part 1 of 2 is a two-part movie. One big movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me go on YouTube real quick. Pull up the trailer. Turn down the volume. Just a second. Okay, here we go. Fantastic trailer. Am I right? Fantastic. I probably saw this trailer, what, five, seven times in a row? Your days of fighting for the so-called greater good are over. Very intense. Tom Cruise looks noticeably younger, which is very interesting. I wonder if that's because the movie was delayed a lot of the time. You know, the movie probably went into production a lot more earlier than Top Gun. You look at Tom Cruise and Top Gun and... Top Gun Maverick, and you look at Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, it looks like a seven-year difference. I don't know, maybe not a seven-year difference, but a noticeable one. And another thing that you have to keep in mind, Mission Impossible is a much more physically demanding film. A lot more stunts, a lot more running, a lot more jumping off things and all that physical stuff. You got to be in shape for that. And Tom, he does look more in shape in in, uh, in Mission Impossible versus Top Gun. And being in shape, being in physical shape can make you look younger. Losing weight and being in shape can make you look younger. I got to tell you, Tom Cruise is in excellent shape. Before I even started up this trailer for the first time, before I hit play, I had questions. I said to myself, okay, Tom Cruise is 59, 60 years old. Can he still move? Can he still run? Can he still do the physical stuff? Let's see what happens. I, I don't know. I hit play, watch the trailer. And yes, he can still move effortlessly. He's very athletic. There is a uh, a shot of him running in a suit. It's like a it's like a shot that he's running down a down an alley or something. This guy can run like a twenty five year old. Excellent form. He's running like he's about to catch a football. You know, Tom Cruise 
is one of those rare middle age to upper age actors that still got it. The man still has it. He's still entertaining to watch. He's still the same since Mission Impossible 1. It seems like every time he puts out a Mission Impossible movie, he does not disappoint. He knows what he has to do. He knows that he needs to get into physical shape. He knows that there needs to be the right story. It's it. He just knows what we want as fans. And Mission Impossible is one of those rare franchises that gets better with every movie. Pretty cool cast for Dead Reckoning. We have Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell, Rebecca Ferguson, who has been in the franchise since Rogue Nation, I want to say. Vanessa Kirby. I'm a big fan of Vanessa. Fantastic actress. I can't wait to see her in action in Dead Reckoning. Simon Pegg. Ving Rhymes. Carrie Elwes. When you think of Carrie Elwes, what movies come to mind? Princess, The Princess Bride. Robin Hood Men in Tights. And he was also in um, and, uh, the very first Saw movie. He was one of those guys that were chained up in the bathroom. Yes. Carrie Ellis. You can't go wrong. Let's see. You got Angela Bassett coming back. They introduced her character back in uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. So she's coming back, which is kind of cool. Speaking of Fallout, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is going to be directed by the same guy who directed Fallout. Christopher McCorry. Fallout was such an excellent movie. I saw it in theaters. I saw it in an auditorium. One of those smaller auditoriums that only have, what, like three or four rows of seats. Uh, you can barely call it call it an auditorium. It looked like a big living room. <laughs> uh, uh, lazy boy chairs. Uh, yeah, it was cool. The, the screen was extra small, but not like uncomfortable, uh, like, like too small. You know what I mean? It was like a, like a big living room the screen size was perfect for this so-called auditorium if that's what they want to call it so overall i really enjoyed the trailer guys very very cool very epic now did they show a little bit too much of the movie uh, kind of sort of but you know what very quick shots you could barely call them spoilers very quick shots. Bing, bang, boom. Very quick. And I like towards the end of the trailer, uh, Tom Cruise is on his bike and he's he's driving that thing and he goes off the edge, off the cliff, and that epic music kicks in. Boom, bing, boom, see you, Tom, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. That was cool. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning hits theaters on July 14th, 2023. Topic number two. Let's talk about Pinocchio. (music) 
Pinocchio, the very first teaser trailer for Pinocchio has officially been released. The original animation came out back in the 1940s, I want to say, a little bit after Snow White, give or take, right? I do want to see this movie. I am a big fan of Pinocchio. I am a big fan of Disney in general. All that being said, though, guys, this is typical Disney fashion. They do this. Whenever there's going to be a release for an upcoming live action adaptation, Disney, they put out a trailer. The trailer is usually good looking, very nostalgic. It takes you back to your childhood, right? You're getting the impression, uh, depending on how you feel about the live action movies, you're getting the impression that the movie is going to be great. Disney is really good at making their trailers look amazing. You go on YouTube and there are plenty of reaction videos. Whoever's doing the reaction, they're like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Oh, so much nostalgia. I can't wait for this movie to come out. I'm seeing this movie on day one. That's what happens every time. But then the movie comes out officially, right? You go to the theater, you sit down and watch it from beginning to the, to end. Once the movie is done, what's usually your reaction? You're out of the theater review. Your first reaction. Um, the movie was average. It was okay. Uh, it could have been better. You You have a mediocre response. Most of the time, depending on how you feel about the live action movies. My point is, people, when was the last time you saw a live action adaptation that was outstanding? I guess that's a question for the hardcore fans. For you hardcore fans around the world listening to this podcast, when was the last time you saw a live action adaptation that was outstanding? Well, let me be clear. I'm not saying the live action adaptations are trash. I'm saying they're not outstanding as they should be. These adaptations should be outstanding. And they're not rewatchable. They're not. They're like, what, a couple of viewings and done? How many times have you seen the live action version of Beauty and the Beast? Even though it's a pretty good movie. The live action is a pretty good movie, but you haven't seen it 50,000 times. Aladdin is not too shabby either. The live action in Aladdin, not too shabby of a movie. But you you probably only seen it, seen it twice, be honest. You've seen the animated version 50,000 times. If you ask me, the best adaptation so far uh, to me is Jungle Book. And that's because the original animation wasn't a top tier Disney movie. You know, it's not like a, uh, I wouldn't call it top tier. I wouldn't call it B tier. You know, it's kind of like a, a C tier movie. I will put it up there with maybe like the rescuers or something or like a, uh, uh, jungle book. I, I, would I put it with the Aristocats? No, I think I like the Aristocats a little bit better than Jungle Book, but it's a C-tier movie. 
And that's why the live action adaptation of Jungle Book was so successful because the animation was a C-tier movie. No pressure. The movie could only get better. Now you look at Pinocchio. Pinocchio is a lot higher on the tier ladder. Much higher. A lot more pressure. You are literally trying to recreate a masterpiece. And even though I do think Pinocchio is a masterpiece, I don't think it's a game changer. I don't think it changed the game. When I think of a game changer, I'm thinking about Beauty and the Beast or Lion King. Those two movies changed the game. Pinocchio is it's a masterpiece and it's a really good movie. Those are the two compliments that I will give Pinocchio. Going back to the trailer, something that I have noticed that is kind of different here in the story about maybe a little past halfway in the trailer we get a quick shot of the kids coming out of the boat, right? They've arrived at Treasure, was it Treasure Island? Where the kids become donkeys or something like that. If you notice the kids on the boat, in the original animation, they were all boys, right? Here, they're boys and girls. That's different. So the girls are going to be donkeys as well. Will the kids even turn into donkeys? That's my next question. Or maybe that won't be a part of the story this time around. Maybe something different. Why were there only boys on that island? Was that explained in the movie? In the original animation? I can't remember. I knew that the boys were bad. I don't, I don't know if the boys were, be- were bad prior before getting on that island because when they were on that island they let loose they were smoking they were drinking uh they were breaking windows they were bad but were they bad before getting on that island i really need to look into that i do find it very interesting however that this movie is a disney plus exclusive rather than a theatrical release i wonder what that's about Maybe budget, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what that's about. Disney, they do release a lot of stuff all the time. So overall, I do want to see this movie simply because I'm a fan of Pinocchio. Will I see it on day one? Probably because it's a it's a Disney Plus exclusive and I'm subscribed to Disney Plus. So most likely on day one. Would I see it day one if it was going to theaters? Probably not. I would see it. I I would see it eventually, but probably not on day one. Pinocchio arrives on Disney Plus on September 8th, 2022 this year. Let me get a swig of this here water. My throat's a little dry. Just a second, guys. Ah, better. Okay. It's review time. It's time for my review. The first Top Gun movie came out back in 1986. That's 35 years ago. Such a classic. You can't go wrong with Top Gun. You can't go wrong with Tom Cruise. It's impossible, folks. My review of Top Gun Maverick.
starts right now. Top Gun Maverick is directed by Joseph Kusinski. Some of his movies that he's directed in the past include Oblivion, Tron Legacy, Only the Brave, Escape from Spiderhead, and uh, j- just to name a few. And it stars Tom Cruise, Jennifer Colony, John Hamm, and Ed Harris, just to name a few people. Now listen... I really like the first Top Gun movie. I didn't see it a billion times in my life. I probably saw it only, what, five times in my life? I've never owned Top Gun until, what, two years ago when it came out on 4K? I never was a big uber fan of Top Gun growing up. I know there's a lot of people out there who think Top Gun is like religion. But yeah, I never was an uber fan Um, you know what? I would argue and say that Top Gun, the first Top Gun movie has no story. It really doesn't. It's just, uh, flying around and and shooting things. And (laughs) I'm not not saying it's a bad movie or anything like that. It kind of doesn't have a story. I mean, technically it does. There is a story there, but it's very, very light. It's not bad. Top Gun is still a cool movie. Top Gun is fun to watch i like top top gun uh it looks really good on 4k top gun one gets two thumbs up top gun one is one of those perfect get together movies like if you're having people over for for a barbecue or something and you want to turn on the tv to entertain everybody you turn on something that you don't really have to pay attention to something like bad boys or something top gun is one of those perfect background movies that you don't have to pay attention to And now we get into Top Gun Maverick. So, Aaron, how was Top Gun Maverick? Did you like it? Did you think it was all right? Did you think it was mediocre? Did you think it was perfect? How was the cinematography, the directing, the script? Break it down, man. Guys, Top Gun Maverick is good. It's really good. It's, uh... Even more rewatchable than the first one. I can see myself watching Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Do I want to say more than Top Gun? As of right now, I can watch Top Gun Maverick way more than Top Gun. Now, keep in mind, for those of you who still haven't seen the first Top Gun movie, do watch that one before you watch Maverick. Maverick is not a jumping on point. This movie is a straight up sequel. There's th- This movie is not a remake. It's, it's not a retooling. It's not a remake in any way, shape or form. This movie is a sequel. So if you're a little bit younger and you're thinking you can just skip over Top Gun and, and go into Maverick, don't do it. Watch Top Gun and then watch Maverick. Beautiful CGI, outstanding directing. Everything in the movie looks so real. Uh, real meaning, uh, uh, you know, you, you can tell that they're using real planes. Nothing in the movie is CGI. Uh, for the most part, they're using real planes. Tom Cruise is flying a real plane in the movie. And I also hear that Tom, he taught the other actors how to fly planes for the movie, which is pretty cool. So I'm guessing they uh, they had cameras in the cockpit to capture those shots as they were flying, you know. And if that's the case, I believe it. 
because there are some shots that look like they are flying for real. It's a very realistic looking movie. I would recommend if you can find a theater that has a big screen and you may have to spend a little extra money. I would highly recommend you watch Maverick on the biggest screen that you can find. I I say spend spend the extra money. I mean, I had an absolute blast with Maverick. I can't remember for the life of me the last time I went to the theater and saw a summer blockbuster movie that was not a comic book related movie and had an absolute blast with it. Now, it's not a perfect movie, but at the same time, I can't really think of too many flaws. I would also say that it is a near-perfect Top Gun movie. What makes a Top Gun movie a Top Gun movie? And I say that because, remember when I said about Top Gun 1 and the movie not really having that much of a story, but that didn't really hurt the movie that much? Top Gun Maverick, it has a story. It builds from Top Gun 1. And uh, I I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is a near-perfect sequel to Top Gun. If Top Gun was ever going to get a Top Gun 2, Top Gun Maverick is that movie. As far as performances go, it was pretty solid across the board. Everyone from Tom Cruise, Jennifer Colony, John Hamm, Ed Harris, everyone did a good job, including the younger people as well. Everyone in this movie was pretty good. There weren't any bad actors. Let's see, what else can I talk about? I'm looking at my board here. See, the thing is, I I don't want to say too much about the story, story specifics, because I don't remember if they were revealed in the trailers, meaning I don't want to say too much on this podcast that wasn't revealed in the trailers, if that makes any sense. The sound quality. This movie sounds amazing. I love the sound of of planes taking off and landing, flying around in the air at hundreds of miles an hour. Uh, The sound of missiles uh, flying through the air and explosions and, and things. This movie has really good sound. And also uh, good, a good soundtrack as well. Like, uh, I believe One Republic has a... Yeah, that was One Republic. Now that I'm... I remember that scene. Yeah, that was One Republic. They have a song in this movie. And also, uh, Lady Gaga has a song in this movie as well. The soundtrack is really good. Top Gun Maverick is a much more emotional movie than the first one. I would say easy, easily, easy call. There are... Quite a few scenes in this movie that are, uh, they, they hit hard. They hit, they hit pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I would also say Maverick is a much more intense movie than the first one. There's a lot of, uh, what, what's it called? White knuckling it. A lot of, uh, a, a lot of those kind of moments, a lot of moments where you can't really call it, you know? It can go either way. Okay, is it what's what's going to happen? I mean, this is a bad situation. Uh, you got somebody on your tail. What's going to happen? You know, those kind of situations. You, you can't call it. 
it's very uh maverick is much more unpredictable than the first movie yes so what grade would i give top gun maverick i'm gonna give top gun maverick um i don't know this may be a little high a minus as of right now maybe i have to watch it a second time because i don't know if i'm hyped you know if i'm lost in the hype or maybe it's just that good of a movie it's a good top gun movie a minus as of right now b plus a minus somewhere in that ballpark and that's the end of the episode everyone that's episode 38 for you Fried chicken, pork chops, baby, carrots, peas, mashed potatoes with gravy, macaroni, barbecue, and roast beef, meatloaf, ham, hocks, and ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of ice cream, I can go for some ice cream right now. I have some ice cream in my freezer. Uh, it's it's that cheap ice cream. You know that ice cream you get from the pharmacy store? You know, that, that kind of ice cream that's not really quality. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. The best ice cream that you can get is ice cream from a parlor that is owned by a small business person. You know, like a family-owned place. That's some of the best ice cream on the planet. Not that commercial stuff like Baskin Robbins or uh, or Dairy Queen those kind of places that you see on TV, no. It's all about the small business. People who make ice cream from scratch. Best ice cream. Well, that's all, folks. That's all I got. That's a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Be safe out there. Love each other. Do nice things for each other and good things will come to you. I promise you. Take care now. Bye bye.